0: This is episode 34, of the weekly Eye-Catching Words podcast, published on the 25th of July 2023.
1: Hello and welcome to the Eye Catching Words podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you've listened before, welcome back. Now, I'm going for a fairly unscripted approach this week, mostly because I don't have the time to write a script. The majority of this week's episode is Lisbon Part 2, where I'm going to be playing some extracts from my encounters with people in Lisbon and some of the street music and the bells. But there are a couple of things I want to talk about. The first of which is my experience of making a music video. And the other one is a rant about what happened in Uxbridge last week. So let's start with my movie stardom. I received a strange request when I was in Lisbon, which was to play the part of a wizard in a music video being produced by some young creators. Wizard then transformed into a mysterious suited figure with a strange hat and a book. So on Saturday, I duly arrived at the local boatyard and spent the next five hours filming. Now, this was a really interesting experience because I haven't acted since I was in the sixth form at school, which is uh, about 45 years ago. But fortunately, there was no dialogue. And I was capably directed in the very small contribution I was making, which I hope to be able to show you later in the year when it becomes available on YouTube. I mention this because it was just such a pleasant experience. The young people involved were absolutely delightful and it was interesting. There was a lot of waiting around and I got very wet in the rain. But it was a very interesting experience. Anyway, let's move on to Uxbridge. Last week, the people of Uxbridge voted in a by-election. And to a lot of people's surprise, they elected the Tory candidate, admittedly by a very narrow majority. But the key issue appears to have been low emissions charges introduced by Sadiq Khan, the London Mayor, not any of the issues that have emerged from the disastrous Conservative Party administration that's been running the country for the last four years. Now, the low emission charge is controversial, and Sadiq Khan's widening of the net is controversial, but it is motivated by some very simple principles, one of which is to save the planet, and another one is to try and improve the air quality for particularly children living in London. Now, by voting for a Tory and sending a message which has been eagerly embraced by Michael Gove, the Tory environment minister, that we don't want any of this green nonsense on our doorstep or in our backyard. Something very dangerous has happened. Keir Starmer immediately suggested to Sadiq Khan that he should reconsider the low emission zone charges And Michael Gove more or less signalled that a way of winning back Tory voters would be to water down all the plans, which could include phasing out petrol-driven car sales by 2030. This is a big thing. This is basically saying we're going backwards on all the environmental policies we've developed in the last four years. But perhaps even more significantly what we're seeing is the weaponisation of the environment for political purposes. We can probably see a race to the bottom emerging over the coming weeks in which people like Rishi Shunak, Michael Gove and other people in the Tory party try to justify cost and the impact on consumers and the impact on individuals as a reason We're going backwards on environmental policies. Frankly, Keir Starmer is probably not brave enough to follow suit. Much as I support him and his pragmatic approach to getting into power, I think if we start to compromise on the issues of the environment, we're probably crossing a line in terms of where principles and politics meet. And this is not something we can walk away from. This is not something we can turn into a NIMBY issue. We need to start doing things like cutting Trident to release resources to fund our future. And we do need to be prepared to spend taxes and tax revenue on saving the future for our children and our grandchildren. As to the electorate, if we all do what the people of Uxbridge did last week, we will be completely culpable in the eyes of future generations. So, let's go back to Lisbon. I make no apologies for the fact that this may or may not be to everyone's cup of tea, but in view of the last item about protecting the environment, I think it's really relevant. Fairly near where we lived in the Grazi district of Lisbon, we came across a shop with a huge array of goods made from uh, upcycled or recycled products products this was a place that could turn empty washing up liquid packet into a pen holder or uh, an old box into uh, a rucksack it was quite remarkable and I'd like you to listen to the conversation we had with the woman who ran the shop uh, who started it a few years ago and it's been expanding and contracting to some extent along the lines of coronavirus But she is a remarkably enthusiastic woman who has involved our local community in a really, really exciting project. So let's listen to the Lisbon Upcycling Project, as described by the woman who started it. So
2: these are used and brought
1: by the neighbors. Yeah. And then we employ seven ladies. Exactly. So then you can have a look. Wow. Then we. um,
2: We have a team of seven ladies who make all the <coughs> products here in Lisbon. So, in the end, it's a unique product. I mean, it's yeah. like made locally with local packages. And oh. we're,
1: we're staying locally, we must come back oh, and, and get something. You're welcome, you're welcome
2: to <laughs> have a look.
1: You can never have love too it. many. Bags. I think it's so clever <laughs> but,
2: you, but you're on holidays or you live yeah, on yeah. holidays? Oh,
1: like, yeah, yeah, because I'm, I was not here. <coughs> oh, no, no. That's right. I no. love it. No. I Tourists, know. but for a week. Um, for a week,
2: very good. And it's a good week. Because yeah, the Pope is coming uh, The Pope is coming? Yeah, the Pope is coming the first week of... Uh, today I started getting nervous Oh my God Because they will cut everything So I'm starting to say ah, Maybe I'm going to have to sleep in office <laughs> like,
1: How
2: am I going go to come to Lisbon? It's going to be a little bit yeah, crazy
1: you, you Traffic gridlock They,
2: they will uh, block the roads okay. Nobody will uh, be able to drive They will put everyone working from home um, Oh, okay. god. Because it's going to be like a lot
0: of people Wow How long is he coming for? Like a week.
2: A week? Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's because he knew we were here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe. But I, now I'm starting to get a bit, a bit
1: worried. So okay. it's a good week to come to okay. this. We, we, we live a short walk away. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, I can never remember it. You know the, the lookout? The tram uh, lines? No.
2: <laughs>
1: well, you know the muradi, Muradino?
2: Muradia?
1: Moradia. 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 Santa. Moradia not, it's the it's the one, Teresa. Uh, no, not Teresa. Teresa. Yeah. Um, so Moradina. Uh, oh, no. Do you know My memory is terrible. Because Moradia is that
2: side. Yeah. That side is São Vicente.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when we're only a few minutes' walk away. Ah, very
2: and, good. And
1: uh, so we can come back and have a proper look.
2: Yes, you're most welcome. The shop is open every day. Fantastic. And it's really a shop to come with time. Yeah. Because there are a lot of details, like uh, I don't know we will show you everything. Look, for example, this, our belt.
1: This is a good place to buy presents. We can buy presents for people. Yeah.
2: But you're welcome. What's you're, this made from? These are inner tubes. Inner tubes. Yes. Wow. So these are not the neighbors' we bring, So it's partnerships. Yes.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, partners, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, car, inner ch- a bike inner tubes, or inner tubes from yeah. cars, whatever.
2: Depends, if, yeah. uh, for example, these ones are bike ones. These ones are like big wheels. Fantastic.
1: It's big
2: wheels, uh, inner tubes, but this one you can see it's bike. We must um, come back,
1: we must definitely but come back. did you notice the buckle? Yeah, yeah. You know what is it, this? Uh, well, it's metal, it's uh, got teeth. No, this, this, oh, the use a, of this. It's a cat? No, no.
2: it's a bottle opener.
1: Ah! <laughs> It looks like a cat with the ears. Bottle opener, and so you yeah. can literally just open a bottle yes, on your no, belt. Oh, we should, we should get that. For, uh, oh, so, for
0: Leo. so if we we don't have leather, we've
1: no, we're out. we're vegan. Ah, so thing, aren't we're aren't we're no leather. No so.
2: and These are all made like, out of yes. used materials. Yeah, so, for yeah. example, this. Yeah. It's uh, from publicity banners, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. outdoors, okay. yeah. what you see on the streets, in our case it's not fair. Awesome. So, and everything I, is
0: made within you this. You know, when we, when we, have you a card? Yes, of course. When we go home, you know, because lots of people from England are coming to Portugal. They, yeah, they want, yeah. The, uh, like, need. it's the, it's, the prop, it's the, you know, like... Then you should give them more cards.
1: <laughs> we were, And
2: they're recycled. We uh, yeah, yeah. They're also and we, uh, Even your yeah, business cards, this is fantastic. I love it. This is, this is <laughs> so lovely. Much. This
1: is so lovely. Yeah, love You it. know,
2: the thing I stand with is, uh, is local you know, they could be more perfect. Yeah. But like these, no. they're local and they're recycled. Exactly. Right? You know, even our labels, for example, you see these ones. These are local labels and they are printed in, um, uh, it's a water bottle recycled uh, yeah. plastic, yeah, yeah. you know, this is a PVC uh, that is made yeah. with water bottles. And uh, yeah, it's not silicone, it's not gonna last forever, right. the, the color will faint at yes. the point.
1: But that's not Longer. the point. But yeah.
2: It, but, you know, it it's gives it another life. Yeah. Exactly, it's not I, it's only, we really think about all these details. I yeah. love it. Thank I love things. it. Absolutely you, know, it is one, fabulous. you know, per year, on average, we recycle one million packages. Million. Packages. And this one, one
1: small business. One small business. Wow.
2: It's not as small as the shop because we also no, work there's for lots companies. behind. there's
1: lots behind the scenes. No, no
2: and we, we also work for companies. Yeah. So, when yeah, like yeah, yeah. comes one company and say
1: I want 5,000 of yeah. these. Okay. We
2: also do that. So it helps, but of everything
1: course. is coming back in but recycled. One
0: million packages.
2: One, that is fantastic. You, oh, amazing!
0: <coughs> amazing. I love no, it. I, it's like you know. It's like it's it's just so uplifting, uplifting to yes, to see these places yes. and also part of the community.
1: I absolutely love it so much.
2: Yes, you know, in the beginning they called me crazy. Yeah.
1: And yeah, then, Well, listen. Um, you have to be crazy to make something happen.
2: And before the before COVID, yeah. I had already four shops. Wow. That's very good. And then I had to register because yeah. it's independent, and oh, yeah. I couldn't afford all the no. shops without sell. But uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so it was really growing, and it was going. Uh, and now it's going very well. But now good. I only have this shop. Yeah. But, but it's going very well. Yeah. I have nothing to complain. After this, uh, no, this yeah, after after everything else is going and I else is to But uh, yeah. the goal is the, the goal is that people feel uplifted, that yeah. they think it's possible, that there yeah. is a business that is good for the world. Yeah. Oh my Actually. God, you are maybe.
1: such an inspiring person. <laughs>
2: uh, Thank I you know. so
1: much. We will be back. <laughs> you will. We're only ten minutes away. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, so next week, when are you leaving?
1: Uh, Wednesday next week.
2: All right. So Tuesday, so my next shift here it's Tuesday yep. 5 p.m.
1: Okay. If
2: you it suits you otherwise I invite you to come to meet the staff um, the very young uh, oh, inspiring I would, uh, people I would love to, to do work. That. Uh, that. would love to. They they are students so they do part time. Yeah. But if you pass by in another time, you will meet them. You will see. They really love to talk to people oh, uh, like fantastic. me. Yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> <Lovely. laughs> fantastic. I love it here. Yeah. I mean, but next Tuesday, 5 p.m., it's me. I, okay. I
1: will come here. We, we, we will, Tuesday, I, think I think there's a very good chance we will come and see you. Yeah,
2: because
1: if you leave on Wednesday, it's a good time. And pretty... Listening to that now, <clears throat> uh, a number of things are going through my mind, one of which is that we really should have gone back to see her again and we didn't, but um, that's partly due to the fact that uh, one member of our party wanted to get a tattoo and I would love to go back to Lisbon and go behind the scenes of that shop because it really was fantastic. Um, the second takeaway for me is that I'm a pretty rubbish interviewer and I need to learn to shut up and let people talk more. But uh, And also, I repeat myself a lot, but let's face it, i am no Michael Parkinson. And... Um, I think the third thing third takeaway from that was that not many people in Lisbon were looking forward to the pope's visit. Uh this was a recurring theme. Partly I think because it was going to take over the city. Uh but also I think because it was just going to be so disruptive. Uh, people are still struggling to make a living. We met a taxi driver Uh, later in our visit who basically was saying I think I might just stay at home and lose a day's wages which was a big thing for him he was a man who worked 14 hours a day six days a week because he needed to Uh, so I don't think there's universal enthusiasm even in a strongly Catholic country uh, like Portugal for the Pope's visit to Lisbon and it will be for several days I shall watch it with interest. Uh, uh, and uh, I hope people in that uh, lovely city uh, survive uh, the experience of not being able to get around their own beautiful city. So moving on from Lisbon or not... um, still in lisbon but not talking about lisbon we met a woman from kazakhstan the country as i said to her i know very little about in fact i even put it next to the black sea rather than the caspian sea as you will hear during the course of the conversation nonetheless this was a really fascinating experience it's one of the reasons for traveling in my view which is to talk to people find out about other places and broaden your horizons So, here is the Kazakhstan interview in Lisbon. Or, to be more accurate, waiting in a very long hot queue in Sintra for a very boring palace. I can honestly say I've never met anyone from Kazakhstan before. Oh yeah,
3: Many people say that. <laughs>
1: Where are you from? Well, we live near London, in London, in England. Yeah.
3: Okay. okay. So you are from England. We are, we are
1: English. We are English. We are Londoners originally.
3: Okay, but your accent is not like really, really strong as. Uh, really. Or, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. That's because I'm from south. Sometimes London.
3: it's too bad, you know. <laughs> you 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 don't really understand.
1: So. Kazakhstan is an independent country.
3: Yes, we are.
1: It right. used to be part of Russia. So yeah.
3: it's been like 35 years now. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And do you have a view on everything that's happening in the world?
3: But well, you know, um, I'm afraid even to think about it. Yeah. I just um, tend to not to think, and everything will be. Just open. try
1: and get through. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think that a lot of people Hopefully. do that.
3: I think um, if you really deeply think about it, then I think you, we are in a dangerous place between China and yeah. Russia. Oh, of it's course. It's difficult. Of course. It's very difficult. You never know where it comes from.
1: Your, uh, your position is precious. You have yes. to hang on to your sovereignty. But in two um,
3: or... powerful countries and yeah. two sides. So yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I suspect it's always been like that for people of that region that they've always been caught between...
3: Um, I don't know. I think maybe the things were a little easier, to my understanding, in the Soviet Union. Yeah. I believe, but now
1: you okay. have
3: to uh, kind of look.
1: Yeah. I suppose it was less complicated. You were yes, just, you yes. were just part of yes, our big block, exactly. weren't you? Yeah. 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 And. Uh, What's the, what's the capital, what's the big city in Kazakhstan?
3: Well, before it used to be Almaty, now okay. it's Astana. Okay. So it's been like 20 years, like new yeah. capital.
1: Yeah, and this, has there been much in investment? Is it a modern city or is it still a, more of a traditional city? Oh,
3: no, no, it's absolutely modern. Yeah. yeah it's a, we are oil country, so it's ah, all about business. Okay. We have all the minerals and
1: Oils, minerals. oil, yeah. gas. Lots to export. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah.
3: But apart of that, we do have a lot of um, sightseeing as well. Yeah. Canyons, like deserts. We have only one sea, but still, yeah, a lot of lakes.
1: Do you do border onto the Black Sea then?
3: Uh, my geography, my
1: geography no, is terrible. No, no.
3: We border with the Caspian. Caspian Sea.
1: sea. Yeah, the Caspian with, Sea. Yeah, I, I should have to look this Irania. up. Yeah, oh yes, yeah, yeah.
3: Somebody say Iran, somebody say Iran. I don't
1: know which one is the... the we, we say Iran.
3: Yeah, America say Iran, so I don't yeah. understand.
1: We would say Iran, wouldn't we? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah we I think Iran. too I, I would say Iran, but
1: um, yeah. I think interesting one. you go around the world and you know IKEA, the big furniture people, mm-hmm. yeah. in Poland they call IKEA IKEA. Right. <laughs> right, I
3: heard that too, yeah.
1: But everywhere, yeah, it mean, pronounces things differently. Yeah i think ikea are taking over the world never mind the russians yeah. so um what's the climate like in is, is it very varied across the country
3: um we do have four seasons okay. uh, in the in the summer it could be hot and dry yeah. mostly <coughs> the dry yeah so winter could be cold minus 30. oh wow in some regions could be 35 yeah. 40. yeah so it's very cold and Okay, summer could be
1: hot, but yeah.
3: it's different. Yeah,
1: and what brings you? you just sightseeing like everyone else? Um,
3: yeah, I like to travel, yeah. I travel a lot. So,
1: yeah, this is our first time to Portugal,
3: mine too. I live in Portimao at the moment for okay. months already. Okay, so here is much much better. The weather, the Portimao is very hot. Okay,
1: at the oh, yes, the European overheating
3: but it's a uh, living course is a little cheaper of course compared with Sintra, Sintra right. looks quite expensive for everything yes. even for the accommodations yeah. Yeah. it's more expensive than Lisbon the food, just
1: looking at the restaurants yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's captive yeah.
3: market isn't it? well maybe because it's a uh, little yeah but um, normally I stay in Thailand I work in Thailand and i used to get a lot to work with british people yeah they love to visit thailand yeah
1: yeah well Mm -hmm. uh thailand i went to 1983 how long is that 40 years ago oh oh. Um,
3: well now you wouldn't recognize maybe then uh, i spent
1: i I spent quite a lot of time in thailand actually about uh which part of Thailand? So uh, I spent a couple of weeks in Bangkok, and I went over to Phuket and stayed on the stayed island Phuket. for a couple of weeks, couple of weeks in Phuket. Uh, in those days, there were no big hotels. You had little huts on the beaches. And,
0: uh,
1: um, there was no development afterwards, it, it, lots and lots of hotels were built and so on. Oh,
3: yeah, now the Phuket is very busy and um, it's quite expensive as yeah. well. gotten expensive when
1: I was there. Uh, there were a lot of Germans in Thailand, it was a very popular just destination for German tourists.
3: Well, now it's, uh, I, I think, the most it's um, it's uh, Oziz, maybe,
1: Ozy's, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, okay.
3: and then. Then Russians,
1: I know, then German, oh, okay.
3: Switzerland, yeah. and England. I know, I know Australians, Australians. I
1: know an Australian who went to uh, Thailand for dental treatment because <laughs> it was well, cheap. Well,
3: uh, until nowadays, uh, Thailand is quite famous for everything. They think it's cheap, but yeah. if you live in there, you, uh, it won't seem. No. It won't be um, cheap no. if you live in
1: war. Oh. So have you? Where else have you travelled? Have you travelled around the world? Have you been to the States? And um yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: And what's your Europe. line? What's your line of business? Do you?
3: I work for the hotel. I'm a translator. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, do you freelance or do you work for a hotel group? No, I
3: work for a hotel group. Yeah. Okay. It's a local chain called Katatani. Right. the Thai person owns around 10 hotels
1: yeah yeah. okay and what do you have to translate do you have to solve um, when they have problems normally have
3: it's a yeah normally it's a Russian
1: okay, but, okay. Um,
3: I do um, I'm a, like a guest relation manager and okay. translator yeah, yeah. all together
1: <laughs> yeah I have no facility for foreign languages British people are not very good at learning foreign languages. Uh,
3: not only you, I think it mostly comes to the people who are like dual language in the country. Yeah, yeah. So we carry Kazakh and Russian together. Yeah. So same time.
1: All right. So well, in. in you
3: have, uh, I think also like, if you're neighbouring yeah. the country.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because in England, French, nothing, well, Germany maybe, but They've, in England, when we do our education, we're not very forward-thinking no. at all. Mm-hmm. So everyone learns French. No one thinks actually French actually isn't the language a national language to learn. No. You learn Chinese, Chinese or you learn Mandarin, or you learn Spanish, yeah, yeah, or even Russian. But you know we are so backward yeah. in the way that we teach our children. Mm. In, in England, it is like. It's so bad yeah. we, 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 we're just staying with the same way of teaching them for years and years and years, yeah. years without taking everything that they need to yeah. the environment and to understanding about war mm. we just say the same thing yeah. you know it's good to learn history you need to learn history to understand why not to make things happen again yeah. and we don't do that we just go yeah. oh here's King Henry the eighth he yeah. had six wives everyone so, knows but, he had six for wives for, <laughs> for <laughs>
1: British people the world <laughs> stops. At the border, you know. and, um,
0: and you But in in,
1: in in the UK, the, the nearest thing we would have to Kazakhstan, Russian, is uh, English and Welsh. So mm. there's lots of people in Wales who speak English and Welsh, dual language, like you say um, you want
0: some If that will help.
3: Well, I think it's also kind of maybe the when it's a uh, small countries, yeah. they like to um, see something bigger because you're a big country already so you kind of don't need any influence or anything like that you have strong economy well, no, like, uh, not as strong
1: as it used to be yeah. <laughs> so next up before I Sign off. Just listen to these wonderful bells. We were in the Basilica in Lisbon, which was a lovely calming experience. Now, I'm not religious, but sometimes sitting in a church, you do appreciate that we need more space in our life. In particular, we need more space with less noise. And we sat in the Basilica for quite a long time probably about half an hour. Just watching people arranging the altar settings, putting out flowers, uh, doing a bit of essential cleaning. It's a a wonderful building. It's a a lovely church. It has a lovely atmosphere. Unlike some churches you walk into which feel oppressive, this one felt light. We then went up on the roof and listened to the Basilica bells uh, pealing the four o'clock chime. The rooftop at the Basilica is worth the climb. It's 112 steps, which, frankly, in Lisbon is nothing. Uh, That's probably about a quarter of the way home from buying a pint of milk, uh, if you uh, could be bothered to go out to get milk with that many steps. However, on the roof of the Basilica, you do get some wonderful views. You have to find the woman who... uh, Unlocks the door and give her four euros each. It's all very, very kind of sweet and made up, non-touristy, non-monetized, non-commercial, and that's one of the things I loved about it. So we were on the roof. The four o'clock bells rang, and this is what it sounded like. Every set of bells in the world has a different peal and a different sound. The uh, they have two lots of bells. Yeah, in the basilica and you can definitely notice the difference in tone between them just listen to this it's really lovely all from me this week. We're going to play out with some Spanish guitar which was recorded live in Lisbon. Uh, This is just a busker, but a very, very good busker. Uh, We were sitting uh, on one of the most beautiful viewpoints in the top of the Barrio Alto, which looks out across the east of the city. In fact, you can see where we were staying in the castle of St. George. But Unlike some of the other places, it had a really, lo- again, a really lovely, lovely feel to it. The outdoor cafe was, it was lovely, and we sat there drinking beer, sitting in deck chairs, like Brits at the seaside, except the view was magnificent, and the music in the background was wonderful. And there was a man in Buddhist clothing with one of those big bubble devices making huge bubbles, which the children were chasing excitedly around the piazza. It was lovely. I mean, it was just one of those really, really chilled, happy experiences. Uh, the music just blew me away. I, I, I love a good busker, and this was a very good busker. So we'll play you out with that music. Uh, that's all from me this week. Uh, I am struggling a little bit with uh, croaky voice and general health at the moment, and I apologise for the fact that this podcast was a day late, and is also a little bit rough at the edges this week. But nonetheless, I have managed to give you a part two of my Lisbon trip, and I have also Managed to get something else, so I'm very pleased about that. As usual, I will hopefully be posting some more content on the Eye Catching Words website at www.eyecatchingwords.blog. That's .blog, not .com. In particular, I hope to put up a photo set of some pictures that I've taken in Lisbon. Uh, Have a great week. Uh, Next week, normal service will be resumed. And... Uh, we will be talking, hopefully, about time, which is a a topic I had hoped to cover a couple of weeks ago and never got round to. Have a lovely week.